Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the XP Podcast. Usually, this is all under Ambitious Casual, but not, we're just doing everything on XP Podcast for now. You know, people know the name. It's going to go up on the XP Podcast feed, so people can listen mm. to this. But uh, my name is Rob, and I'm joined by my co-host, Adam. Adam, how are you doing today? I'm doing better than better. I have been. We literally were just talking right before we started recording that you've been fighting like illness and so you're recovering now yeah um science infection pink eye caused by said science infection all of that caused by allergies it's been great definitely well you see this is what happens when you become elden lord it will come back and bite you in the butt and i mean i think we're seeing that happen right now yeah, I mean, you if you uh, if you put in the hundred and fifty hours that you do <laughs> to to get the platinum in Elden Ring, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's some consequences. I did I did end with the uh, uh, what is it? The Flame of Frenzy ending. So you know that oh, obviously obviously I just asked asked to be you did uh, afflicted um, Most by ending that way. So. Most definitely. Did you was that a choice? Did you want to end with that one? Because I want to make sure I end with the moon ending. I mean, yeah, I mean, it not no, it wasn't a choice. It was just like that happened to be the the way that they listed it, but you can do it in okay. different ways. Okay. We, of course people, we were talking about manipulating the cloud save system Absolutely. so that you Absolutely. can get the three separate ending trophies for Elden Ring without having to actually play through the game three times. Yeah. So, I mean, what do we look like nerds. We got lives. I, I got that time. <laughs> I don't have a hundred, 300 hours. I only have 102. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know when, when it's been, <laughs> when it's been that long on each subsequent playthrough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, the other day I was going, I was looking at my game clock and I was trying to make sure I was, I was looking at it. I think it was said something like 105 hours. And in my mind, I was like, how do I break this math down to justify my reasoning for being on this game for this long? And so I did. Because it's so fun. Looked, because it's fun. Yeah. But I looked fun, at the man. date that it came out. And then I looked up to the day that I was looking at it. Got all those days, divided the number by it. And it was like just an hour in a quarter a day. If I were to even do that. I'm like. It doesn't look, look that bad. Any ambitious casual knows that it's perfectly fine to spend multiple hundreds of hours on a single game. It's Absolutely. fine. You don't have to play all the games. You can just find one game you really like, yep. such as Breath of the Wild or Definitely. Elden Ring or, uh, you know, there's there's uh, Animal Crossing. I think uh, yeah. I think my game clock on Animal Crossing is, you know, a f- several hundred hours. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. I, I mean, Kim even... and I were playing it a lot during, you know, uh, the quarantine and pandemic you were. and everything like that. So, man, I fell off that game hard. I think, I think a lot of people did. <laughs> <laughs> most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, but, for those who are, no, oh, please, please, please. Continue, but continue. that has nothing to do with what we're talking about today, right? No, Rob? definitely, definitely not. Definitely not. We're not talking about Elden Ring. We're not talking about uh, Animal Crossing. To those who are watching on the YouTube and maybe even listening on the podcast feed, y'all might be wondering like, oh, this is a random, 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 you know, piece of audio or video going up. For those on YouTube, I am literally uploading all of episode uh, 28. I I broke them down to pieces. Unfortunately, at the time of this recording, I just published episode 28.1. So that's already live at the time of we're recording. I'm going to interrupt that entire sequence and just input this state of play one so that way it's as out as soon as possible and then after that's going to be boom 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 the rest of the pieces to episode 28 uh those who are listening on the podcast services you guys just get the full episode so don't even worry about it you're, you're good yeah, don't worry about it don't even worry about it we actually this is a treat for you as a matter of fact so thank you for joining us here as we speak about the playstation state of play that happened on june 2nd this is my favorite time of the year adam i don't know if you feel the same way too but when we get to the summer times this is my Super Bowl. This is like my time where I'm like, I cannot. Let's like, I can't wait. Let's see what PlayStation's doing. Xbox, Nintendo. Let's see what our boy Jeff Keeley is up to. Like, I love every single bit of what happens at this time because it's just hype. And then we get mm. confirmation. And then maybe a year from now, we get completely disappointed because whatever was shown off is delayed. But uh, Adam, do, do you reciprocate the same feelings? I feel 
pretty similar. It is a, it is an exciting time. People showing off games, announcing games. Uh, of course, it is all uh, you, you come into all of that with the, the expectations set of. Just expect disappointment and then you can enjoy everything yeah. that gets <laughs> yeah. shown, right? Definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Setting Definitely. expectations. It's a it's a key thing, Rob, and something that Sony has maybe learned a little bit. Definitely how to do. They most definitely have. Now, before we actually get into the full, we're already five and a half minutes in. Uh, we're having fun. Uh, I'm not. I don't have a full intro, but welcome to the XP Podcast, your gaming podcast, where we come to the digital table to bring topics for your amusement. We're talking about state of play today, guys. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, and you're watching on. YouTube, leave them in the comments. If you are listening on a podcast feed and you want to contribute to the conversation, well, maybe pop over to the YouTube channel, leave a comment, bounce out, just give us that extra view, or head on over to either Instagram or uh, Twitter, at Ambitious Casual is the tag. Check us out, follow us, comment on there. We want to talk to you all. And uh, leave your comments and questions because we will read them on the show. I want to make sure that's a point. We will read them on the show. Without further ado, and no more rambling, let's get into the fun of what we have um adam we get the state of play on june 2nd and i will say based off based off of our experience regarding state of play they've been very i'm not gonna say lackluster they have taught us to not be over the top with them uh don't Mm -hmm. expect some crazy announcements whenever there was like a big deal happening i think they called it what a uh, playstation showcase there we go thank you PlayStation Showcase. And then they had one for Horizon Zero Dawn. It was just called a Horizon Zero Dawn Showcase or something like that. Uh, And this they branded as a state of play. And then they noted that they were only going to be, they were going to be covering PlayStation VR 2 and a couple extra third party games as Mm -hmm. well. Um, And so I felt like they were really tempering expectations. Mm -hmm. But I got to say, this state of play is the best state of play they've ever made. Yeah, and weirdly, it completely blew me out of the water because I didn't expect them to show maybe three quarters of what they even showed, and I think they may have put themselves in a pickle <laughs> with state of plays going forward. But I want to know your thoughts, Adam. On, on top top layer, what's your thoughts? I also think it was a great state of play. I also agree that it's the best one I've seen, at least, and. What they said, they didn't lie about what they didn't like say, oh, it's only going to be third party. And then they're like, God of War Ragnarok trailer announcement <laughs> yeah. release date. And it was like, no, they matched what they said. But yeah. what they brought in terms of third party uh, was incredible. Right. They really brought out a bunch of, the, you know, big guns. And that's kind of always going to be a mix up. So, yes, they, in a sense, shot themselves in the foot, but not really. It's everything's been not great before now. So as soon as they have something that's great, people are like, oh, we can expect something great. So, I mean, what I mean, what else? What other choice did they have to do? Were they just going to do lackluster state of plays forever so people wouldn't get their expectations high? No, they have to have a a great state of play at some point and. It's now. So definitely. it definitely. can happen. We just shouldn't expect it every time, but it can happen. Definitely. And I, I enjoy that a lot. So getting right into the show, we're going based off of the uh, PlayStation blog. They gave an entire summary of everything that they announced. So we're going from top to bottom. Those who are watching, those who are listening, do not forget. It's going to be in the link of the show notes so that we can follow along with us as we are. Starting at the top, Resident Evil 4 is coming to PS5 next year in the video that they showcased they kind of gave us a bit of uh some gameplay and what it would look like and i'm not gonna lie i am stoked adam mm-hmm. do you have do you have background with resident evil 4 no the only background i have with resident evil at all is the little bit amount that i played of resident evil 2 oh okay wow so the, well yeah basically I've heard so many fantastic things about Resident Evil 4. Um, there are a lot of people in video game coverage, uh, games, media, journalism that I've heard who adore this game and have played it dozens of times. Um, and so I'm I'm actually really excited for this remake. Uh, I think from what I hear, it's kind of 
more on the like the I guess the scale of strictly action oriented to strictly horror oriented it's more in the middle than most of the games are um which makes me really excited because i am a wimp uh we'll talk about that multiple times (laughs) during this podcast but i'm a wimp and i could not handle resident evil 2 so i think resident evil 4 is probably a better jumping in point for me and i hope i'm right nice nice it looks awesome when you say Resident Evil 2, do you mean Resident Evil 2 Remake or yes. just the OG? The remake? Yes, okay. The remake. Yeah. Awesome. Amazing game. Amazing game. Um, just to give y'all just a little bit more info, the game is scheduled to release on March 24th, 2023. Um I I I, I please, those who are listening, those who are watching, go check out the trailer. I, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I think the remake of Resident Evil 2 was amazing. Uh Resident Evil 3 also got as much praise. Uh, not as much as the as the uh, Resident Evil 2, but the, the remakes have been just knocking it out of the park. And mm-hmm. I don't expect anything less with Resident Evil 4 remake. Um, just by looking at the gameplay, looking at everything, I love the fact that it just seems like they really I played Resident Evil 4 back on the PS2. And I loved it. I thought it was great. But when you go back to those older games, man, it, it's you don't have that much dynamic range with color and that kind of stuff. It's awesome seeing this game and just seeing you be able to like the flow of just color mm-hmm. is it's not just a stale sepia tone all throughout you know i love it and i think i, I just gotta say the newer resident evil games they just look amazing visually mm-hmm. stunning yeah and i'm so glad that they're we're finally getting that up res with this one we're getting that up res and updated look of leon a bit he doesn't look like the full-blown anime look like he did back in the day like he looks like his resident evil 2 remake which is awesome i love the look i think everything looks great so i'm excited um and yeah i did not expect for there to be a resident evil 2 at this showcase so when it popped up i just I oh resident up. evil 4 my bad resident evil 4 yeah thank you thank you oh yeah i i wasn't expecting it either um and and really it it really was such a strong opening for the showcase and i Definitely. think immediately set the tone of oh this is more than what we were expecting and Definitely. and it's incredible that they started at such a high level and i feel like they uh as we'll see managed to like maintain that yeah throughout yeah for the most part yeah. i agree yeah. i agree uh, they also did announce that they are working on uh psvr2 mode for for this game as well yes um yes. which which they didn't list in the blog here but they they said that they're uh, it's in development for very vr2 good. as well very good point very good point um i know i think oculus has a um resident evil 4 vr but it is not this gets a little tricky. It is not Resident Evil 4 Remake VR. It is just Resident Evil 4 upresed for mm-hmm. VR. And if that makes sense to anybody. So is, is that based off of the the Wii control scheme then? Because I, I know yes. we had the motion controls for it, right? Correct. Correct. And I believe it's all like based off of that updated one. I know that they they remat not re- they remastered Resident Evil 4 recently. Again. The same assets. Everything's the same. They just upres everything, remastered. Hmm. So this is a complete remake. Um, we're redoing uh textures and assets and things like that. So I yeah. think by I find I'm mistaken, I could be wrong. Everyone go check that out for yourself. Let us know in the comments. I believe what you're talking about is a VR mode based off of the Resident Evil 4 remake, not based off of the Resident Evil 4 master. Yeah, yeah. So they so. they say that, and I think they might have hmm. I don't know, but it yet yeah, is new based off of the remake. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, moving on, we get to see a little bit of uh, Street Fighter Six. Uh, we get an updated logo. They got a lot of hate last time based off of the Street Fighter Six logo. It looked like some other logo. I don't remember what it was. Um, but this, I'm a big Street Fighter fan. I love Street Fighter. Uh, I was, I'm, we're in a different place right now where I think uh, Street Fighter Four. And five, I was like, okay, I dig this art style, like the 3D, 2D-esque kind of looking thing. But I think ever since Arc System Works created Guilty Gear, they did Dragon Ball Fighters, like that art style of 2D with such style is now the in thing that when I see Street Fighter 6, it doesn't look ugly. It looks it looks good. It looks nice. I love the art style and everything, but it's not as good, in my opinion, based off of Dragon Ball Fighters and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, it is going to be coming 
2023. We got to see a look at some classic characters. We got to see Ryu, Chung Li, and then we got to take a look at some new characters, Luke, and then Jamie. And um, actually, as a matter of fact, I think Luke is a previous character, but um, I could be wrong. Y'all, let me know. I'm not a big fan over here, but um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, what's interesting is that I, I noticed right off the bat when the characters were talking, it wasn't like. I don't know. It, it, it either they're using a smarter AI to read lips or to understand voice that their mouths were moving with mm. the words. So it, it it was nice to see that. Um, again, I think it looks super nice. Supposedly, there's a weird open world as kind of thing where you can move around the city, and I think that's how you navigate the story. Um, and then there's like an open battle zone area where you can navigate the battle zone to go play online. But um, Adam, do you have any? Any connection to Street Fighter? Are you a fan of Street Fighter? I've played Street Fighter 2 at least once. Okay, sweet. Nice. And I think that's it. Sweet. All right. Well, hey, are you, Not, did you, did you, were you interested in this at all or no? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would, I would much, if I'm going to get into like a 2D fighter right now, I, I would much rather go up and uh, pick up. Dragon Ball Fighters, as you mentioned, because yes. um, yes. that well, for me, much stronger connection to the material there, but also much prefer the 2D like animated style there. Um, I'm like I'm watching this and it's it's crazy how much stuff is going on screen. And it's like, man, if like you're playing online and that starts chugging, it's going to look so bad. Definitely. Like it look, looks so bad. And it's like, you know, if you if you're working with like animation or sprite work, I feel like it's just so much easier to keep it nice and tight and clean looking, which is Definitely. so important in in a game like a, a fighter game like this, where I'm pretty sure, you know, the, the frames are very important, and especially like doing your yes. combos and stuff. Yes. Um, I don't know if they talked about it in the video, but it's very interesting. I think that they're adding or I, I believe that this is right, that they're adding kind of a alternate control mode. Um, that kind of plays a lot more like something like Smash Bros does, where you can Correct. hold down a special button with directional input to do Correct. some of the what are typically uh, like combo button input type things. So, yep, trying to reach out to more casual audience. Good for them, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And uh, just to let you all know that the only gave a window of 2023 release date, so it can fall somewhere in between there. I'm just happy that we have an announcement for it. Um, so I am really, really looking forward to Street Fighter Six when it comes out mm-hmm. next year. I will be jumping onto that for sure. Uh, moving on, we got another look at Final Fantasy Sixteen. Adam, you're a Final Fantasy fan, right? Uh, you're a Final Fantasy Tactics fan, that's for sure. Oh, I love Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. It's re- really, it's the only Final Fantasy game I've played to completion. Okay. I did have Final Fantasy X on the PlayStation 2, okay. and I fell off because it just got so boring. As did um, I. <laughs> and honestly, I also fell off of Final Fantasy 15 because it also, to me, just oh. got really boring um i think for for very different reasons so uh i'm not a huge fan of straight turn-based combat um i think there are a couple games i've played that have done it really well um namely octopath traveler i thought was really good uh i did not like it in final fantasy 10 um and then in terms of final fantasy 15 i did actually really like the the action-based combat but it was like too empty of a large, large open world with too much random, meaningless stuff to do that I, I kind of fell off of it. Um, so what kind of excites me about 16 is it does seem to be more akin to Final Fantasy VII Remake. That is a kind of action gameplay style. So it's yes. not strictly the turn base. Uh, so I think it's really good uh, in that standpoint. Um, along with a lot of other people, I'm really interested in the focus on the summons and how that plays into uh, the different characters in the story. Um, so I'm I'm very, I think, optimistic about this. But really, I think I need to go back and play the Final Fantasy VII Remake first um, okay. because I do have that already through PlayStation Plus, which is very nice. Uh, so I, I need to give that a, a shot be- and then we can 
you know, see how excited I am for Final Fantasy uh, 16 after that. Definitely, definitely. I am, look, it's kind of weird because I feel like you could be a fan of a series or a thing without actually indulging in it all too much. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Final Fantasy. I love everything Final Fantasy. I just, mm-hmm. I love the ideas. I love the world. I like, but again, I don't, I haven't played much of it. Uh, I like, like you, I've played Final Fantasy 10, maybe like maybe 20 hours and then I fell off. Of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've played some of the OG Final Fantasy games back when like the, the first iPad came around because mm-hmm. my brother was gifted and like my brother got an iPad, one of the first ones. And then right off the bat on the store, some of the first games on there were Final Fantasy games, like the mm-hmm. OG eight big games. And so I remember playing those on there. Um, I was, I, I, I was it, i liked the idea of final fantasy 13 i thought lightning was a cool character uh i wanted to play it i didn't have a console at the time when those things were coming out mm-hmm. um i like you i have resident evil, resident evil final fantasy 7 <laughs> not resident evil uh i have final fantasy 7 remake downloaded um horns god guys if you get resident Fun- <laughs> too many getting, words uh, too many, too many words, words. Here. too many words here when you get Final Fantasy VII Remake through PlayStation Plus, the whole system of trying to update that game is just a complete mess. So It's nonsense. Or, I have that game downloaded. It is literally the next game I'm going to play when I'm done with Elden Ring. Um, okay. Because I want to jump in. I'm going to finish that game from beginning to end. That way I feel like I'm an actual Final Fantasy fan and I'm worthy to jump into 16. Um, but I am really excited about Final Fantasy 16. I think the hype that it, there is around the team, uh, God bless these Japanese names because I mean these Japanese developer names because they're they're whack. Square Enix Creative Business Unit 3 is the name mm-hmm. of, the, of these developers. Uh, they're the ones who are behind Final Fantasy Online, Final Fantasy 14 Online. And um, I'm not going to lie, I'm actually a huge fan of Final Fantasy 14 Online. I, the, the small amount that I played, which is probably like 15 hours of it, I love it so much, but the only thing is that my my PS5 is always downstairs in front of my TV, in front of the couch, and I don't want to play that game with mouse and keyboard. And I don't want to, I mean, I want to play it on mouse and keyboard, but I'm not, I can't do that on my couch. I don't want to play on a controller. So I've been forcing myself not to play until I can, you know, play on mouse and keyboard, but everything that I played, I love it. And everybody has so much praise for Final Fantasy 14 online. That some people even say it is the best Final Fantasy for, Final Fantasy story ever. So there's so much writing on this team and what they have in store for Final Fantasy 16, and you can tell they care. These guys really, really care about the product. So I'm excited. They have a a, a release window of summer 2023. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, I'm extremely excited about this. Uh, anything else you want to add, Adam, to uh, Final Fantasy 16? Um, not 16, but I really want to play the Final Fantasy, uh, six pixel perfect remaster oh, or, yeah. or whenever when I need to figure out like what to play that on. Cause I feel like they've only come to like PC and iOS so far. And I'm like, why is that not on switch? Why? <laughs> I agree. It is a, per- that would be a perfect switch switch game. Um, Moving on, guys, we got a look at what I was expecting to happen. Resident Evil Village coming to VR, PlayStation VR 2. Uh, as of right now, they just say to stay tuned for further information on release date and pricing. But I will say Resident Evil Village, I've wanted to play this game. I haven't, I just haven't, I haven't jumped in yet. I don't even have, I don't own it yet. Um, I, there's just been other games that released around it. Or since then that I've just been way more interested in than that. But I do want to dip back around and play it. Um, and the fact that it is going to be coming to PlayStation VR 2 kind of makes me want to wait to play the game for VR. Just because, one, it looks visually stunning. The game, I mean, just the game in and of itself is like a, a beautiful looking game. Um, so I actually am just, I'm thinking about just waiting, not playing this game just the way it is, and just wait for the VR to come out. And just play that whole experience beginning to end in VR. Adam, are you going to do the same? No, <laughs> I, I, I'm just I am almost terrified just thinking about it. Like some of the images, like shots that they did. I'm like, if I was watching that in VR, I would be scared like out of my mind. Um, 
so if I play Resident Evil Village, it will be just normal console version, not not VR. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, nothing else to say on Village. I mean, we already know the game. So if you played it, you played it. If not, maybe consider waiting for it to come out on PlayStation VR two. Moving on, we got to we. This is like our only first party like showcase of anything on this entire thing. Uh, other than mm-hmm. this, we talk about Spider Man, but we already know about Spider Man. Uh, we get to see some some action, some actual gameplay. Yeah. Of Gorilla and. I think this is our first time seeing Fire Sprite, a newly acquired studio for uh, Sony PlayStation. This is their first time being like, like they are being uh, uh, announced as like a developer, a part of this game. Mm. Um, yeah. So Gorilla, Fire Sprite, on Horizon, Call of the Mountain, a full PlayStation VR 2 game from beginning to end. Uh, Adam, I'm going to throw it to you first. I want to know, what are your thoughts on everything that you saw i'm very thankful for what we saw i was uh thinking about it and i was and i went back and i was uh checking what we thought and our reactions when we first saw the announcement trailer and we were very worried that it was just going to be on rails and this shows that it's not which is definitely uh very i or at least i think it shows that it's not which is very exciting um so it also for clarification it's not from aloy's point of view right it's from correct uh this other character reyes who is breaking out of or released maybe from jail and sunspear sunspear right um um by you know by someone to kind of go on a mission right and yeah he's trying to he's trying to what's it you'll be seen through the eyes of reyes a former shadow carja warrior who hopes to redeem himself by investigating mm, a grave yes. new threat to the Sundom. The Sundom, yes. So, some stuff I'm really excited about. I think we were always excited about what the like bow and arrow combat would be like in VR. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing that I'm really excited about is the uh, like the climbing aspect. Yeah. So I'm like, this looks awesome. Uh, if in fact I feel like that this should. Be better than the climbing that's in actual horizon <laughs> yeah because it's more focused on it because it seems like that maybe those are like two two of the main pillars of gameplay is you know the like you know bone arrow combat and then free climbing and it Definitely. shows you like using different like climbing tools and so all that seems really exciting to me i think it's cool to get a different story than just um from other than aloy um and this awesome world that uh, gorilla has kind of authored so ultimately i'm very actually optimistic and excited about it i think yeah. it's the thing that will convince me to actually spend the money on a vr system so definitely i'm i'm kind of glad that we're not seeing this through the eyes of aloy uh, don't get me wrong i'm not hating on aloy i love aloy aloy's character is amazing but yeah this what this does is it lends itself to be like anthologized like you can see different stories of different people throughout the world of horizon and that's what's exciting and so i I, everything that we saw looked cool it looked like you're able to craft uh like this the 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 i don't know what you call it the spear to hook into the walls as you're climbing up Mm. stuff um i will say look the, the point of these trailers is to sell us on it i don't want i I guess I'm going to, I guess I'm, I'm not saying that you're not Adam. I know that you are being very real about it. I'm also going to be very real about this. I'm not quite sure if everything that they're showing us is as open as we might think it is. Oh yeah. It, it looks like it could be. There are some moments that I thought, Oh, this looks like an open moment, but I think it could very well be as really linear, but it, 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 it really hides the fact that it is by just being creatively just well, you know, yeah. you're in this beautiful world. You're looking over a cliff. You think that you can go anywhere that you want, but the mission's constantly telling you, keep going this way, keep going this way. Keep going this way. Yeah, it's it's for sure going to be a very linear experience. There's a, there's a very distinct goal in mind, it seems, in terms of a story point of view. And uh, yeah, I think you're definitely going to be on a path, not an open world, but I think there's still going to be freedom, like freedom of movement within that. Right. Like the thing about Rails is like, you're not moving at all. You're turning right. and you're like, 
doing right. actions, but you're not having to dodge out of the way or, or anything like that, Definitely. which we did see in the combat, it, you know, kind of having to maneuver out of the way of the um, machines, at least. And I mean, I guess that could just be a button prompt and you really aren't actually moving, moving, but just like pressing or doing something to dodge. And but I mean, it's I don't know, I guess we're not out of the woods yet, to your point. Yeah, but it, much more optimistic than we were after our first view. Definitely. And I will say, I think this is smart. I mean, so far, we don't know. Uh, PlayStation Caver will be working on a lot more uh, first party modes. I mean, first party for uh, VR modes for their games. Um, but for this to be the first foray for PlayStation to come out, I think it's mm-hmm. smart to keep it linear. Uh, do not make this open world VR game. I like just keep it compact, concise, yeah. and just focus on the detail. Make this look like the most beautiful looking VR game on the PlayStation hardware. Like you want this to be something that people who don't have a PlayStation VR 2 are being like, I wish I had a PlayStation VR 2 because that looks amazing. That's the point. And so I hope they do it. I am going to get, I'm, I'm going to get a little, a little crazy here. Some of these animations that I saw some of these robots doing looked a little Pokemon-ish. Like, you know, when you play Pokemon, like on, <laughs> on the switch or whatever, and they do an attack, it's not like fluid. It's almost like they jump up and then they spin around and then they hop drop back down it looked a little bit like that and i i think the obviously the reason why they do this is so that way imagine being in in forbidden west first person mode Mm -hmm. seeing these things jumping around all over the place you'd be going crazy in that vr headset it looks like they they very easily they slowed down the movement and less complicated their movesets so that way it's easier to follow with the vr headset um i just will say i noticed that right off the bat Hopefully, when you're in it, you don't notice it too much when you're yeah. completely enthralled with everything around you. But I, I, I did notice that when we were watching the video. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, that is uh, that. I don't know if we have. There is no uh, uh, release date or anything like that yet. Um, what's getting weird about all this is that the PlayStation VR 2 doesn't even have a release date yet. So just keep that in mind, y'all. Uh, we don't even know this game. We'll just stay tuned. We'll we'll know soon. Um, next we got the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter Two. Uh, I'm not gonna have much to say about this just because I'm I'd never played the first one. Um, but just to let y'all know there's a Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter Two coming to PlayStation VR and PlayStation VR Two. It is mm-hmm. said that Saints and Sinners is actually one of the best VR experiences on PlayStation. That's what yeah. I've heard. So keep that in mind. Adam, do you have anything to say about this? Uh, nothing really uh just reiterate i've heard the same things where the first one's really good um yeah they did announce the release date to vr1 i don't remember what oh, okay. it is but it, oh, shoot because people I, were first thinking that maybe that was like they slipped up and gave like a uh, hey vr2 is going to be out by this time but it was just the release date for vr1 version and gotcha then gotcha it'll come to vr2 when vr2 is out i guess i see i see um Moving on again, not too much to say about this. No Man's Sky has been out for a while. No Man's Sky, I think, is on PlayStation VR. Uh, they're just announcing that mm-hmm. it will be on PlayStation VR too. I'm sure, practically, just advertising the fact that it's going to be up-res, much better visuals. I gotta say, I'm a fan of No Man's Sky. I, I, that's a game that I I come on and off of over time. To play this game on PlayStation VR two would be dope. To just move around get in your ship blast off go into space and just see everything in vr i'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it i i'm excited about this so uh, i can't wait um but again this doesn't mean anything to us until the playstation vr 2 is out um because this is already out playstation vr so we'll have to wait and see adam anything you want to add to this um i don't know i have actually never played no man's sky either um I feel like it's a game that that's probably too isolated and too long of an experience for me to 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 wisely spend my time on personally. Definitely. And I would imagine that would be like 10 times worse doing it in VR. So (laughs) your kids would be like, dad, dad. And you're like, hold up. I'm trying to mine some rocks right now. Okay. yeah, exactly. So moving on, we're going to look into a game called Stray. Uh, Stray is from the uh, studio Blue Twelve Studio, and what's interesting about this is that we get it. Uh, we get to see a, some more gameplay of it 
mm-hmm. on the uh, the state of play. We get a release date, July 19th, 2022. But on top of that, they didn't even say this in the state of play. It wasn't until afterwards when they announced that it will be coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 on the PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium plans as well, which is yeah. really, really cool. This gives, like, again, I don't know. This is their way of being like everyone, like, they have the they have the people who keep track of these like analytics. Everyone knows that people have been interested in Stray, so maybe they're like, "Hey, let's try to get everyone involved, like in on the new subscription fee by just putting it on there." But I'm hoping that this is a good sign that this is there's more to come on these PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium plans that we might get, you know, for, like arrivals of games day one on mm-hmm. the subscription. Um, but you know, that's that's practically all I have to say. Adam, by looking at the gameplay. Are you excited? Are you excited that it's coming to the subscription plans? Are you going to jump on to the subscription plans because of this game? Because of this game, probably not. Okay. Um, I would, I would more than willing just buy this game. I think okay. it looks awesome. I think it looks like a lot of fun. And in a sense, it's almost like a realistic modern version of a character platformer from like mm. the PS2 days. If you think about Definitely. it, Definitely. um. Lots of platforming, uh, collectibles, as we saw. Um, and you can play as this cute little cat. What's yeah. not what's not to love? Um, I, I think it's it's crazy already how the whole PlayStation version of the uh, Game Pass on day one or day one on Game Pass. And like, yeah. like Sony has already made it so much more complicated for their service. Because it's like an infograph that's like coming to, you know, play us or, you know, PS plus extra PS plus premium slash deluxe. And then it, so I even see people who are like in this stuff and like know it are like, oh, yeah, you know, it's coming to premium and deluxe day one. And it's like, no, yeah, it's coming to extra, which is the middle tier. And don't forget that premium deluxe are the higher tier, just depending on if you have access to streaming and that in yeah. that region or not. Right. It's already just so much more complicated than definitely day one X pa- or uh, game pass definitely. already so much more complicated. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I mentioned in our last episode, you know, I might jump in to try out several titles that I'm interested in, but haven't bit the bullet on uh, and then just go from there. See if I keep it it also depends on how hard it is to upgrade from my yearly subscription of ps plus to hey i just want to bump up one or two or three months to extra are you going to let me do that and then if it's like no you got to upgrade the whole year then i'm probably just out (laughs) definitely definitely well i think i i think if you already bought the year subscription i think if you want to upgrade you have to pay the difference or something like that but is it for the whole year or can I just upgrade for a single month? I don't want <laughs> we'll to. I don't we'll want to commit to a full year. Oh, that is a good point, dude. Oh, you have to report back and let us know about that. Um, no, there's nothing else I have to say about Stray. I am excited to play this and I will be playing it due to PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium because I will have those subscriptions. Easy peasy. Um, moving on real quick. We're just going to touch on this real fast. Spider-Man, the series is coming to PC. There is mm-hmm. a recent report that PlayStation was expecting to make an earnings $300 million through PC alone. And there's been a lot of speculation. Like what is going to, what are you releasing on PC? That's going to get you that much money. And some people were saying, you know, maybe it's the last of us factions. Mm-hmm. I believe it. I believe it. Like factions is something that I'm really looking forward to coming out soon multiplayer game if they made it for both pc and playstation that's smart you can build that community others were just trying to figure out like uh, we, we don't know is god of war ragnarok gonna come day one like what's going on it makes a lot of sense these projections that they're making for the end of this year on what they're planning on doing on pc because mm-hmm. spider-man is one of the best i think it is the best selling playstation game of all time regarding to the first party stuff and so spider-man remaster will be coming to pc on august 12th and then you can expect Miles Morales on PC this fall as well. And so this is a big deal. These games already look amazing. I, when I got mm-hmm. the PS5, I quickly downloaded uh, Spider-Man just so I can see what it looked like. And then I can tell you right now, people are going to be playing this game not only for the story because the story is amazing, but it also just visually is going to look outstanding. Mm. And I cannot wait to see the awesome mods that people are going to be doing with this. It's going to be 
hilarious. So, oh man, Adam, do you have anything you want to say about Spider Man PC? Uh, I just I wasn't expecting it. Honestly, I I thought there was probably like five other games that they would bring over first. Um, you know, Ghost of Tsushima, um, would being one of them. But no, it's uh, it's Spider Man, and so I was I was I honestly thought it'd probably be one of the IP that they reserved for the console experience Definitely. only. And um, now I just don't know what to expect. Um, they've, <laughs> they've really changed their strategy around it. And, you know, it's uh, I guess it shows. Uh, I honestly kind of expect Gran Turismo uh, 7 to come out on Definitely. PC probably this fall, too. Definitely. Um, but I think that would go a long way towards their, uh, what was it, three, 300 million? Yes. Yes, okay. 300 Jeez. million. I mean, Look, if they're making those projections, they're believers of PC now. Yeah. They just 100% believe in the power of just putting your games on PC and PlayStation. So, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. I, I don't care. Put it on PC. Allow more people to jump, like, jump into these games. I'm also the kind of person that I don't care if these first-party games come out day one on PC as well as PlayStation. I don't care. As long as these games are making the money that they need to make and that they can pay the developers a good wage and they can continue to be creative and create more and more and more. That's all I care about. You know, uh, mm-hmm. do I believe in PlayStation's suite of first party studios? I absolutely do. I think they're some of the most talented, the best developers out there. Give them all the money, continue to feed yeah. that those teams. So that way they can continue moving on. So yeah, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, moving on. I don't really know if I have much to say about this one in particular. It is called roller dome. Uh, it is by the, I believe it is the developers Roll7. Uh, and just a quick synopsis of what this game is. It says, the year is 2030. You're a competitor in a brutal new blood sport. Roller Dome. Combine stylish skate tricks with devastating slow-mo kills, picking your weapons with care to land the killing blow, and make it to the end of the round, and maybe with another skill and hard work to the end of the championship. Out of all the, out of all the games that were showed on the State of Play, Adam, this is the one I was the least excited about. Um, what are your, what are your opinions on this? Um, I think it looks really interesting. It's probably not my kind of game or not a kind of game I would go for. And honestly, I, the art style, I think very interesting art style. I think it's awesome that games are being made in the art style. I thought of Sable. Um, it kind of reminded me of, uh, was it Grimmering X? Maybe a little bit too. Okay. Um, I think it's really cool, but it's, it, it's just an art style I'm not super fond of, but glad it's cell shaded kind of there. It's I mean, I like cell shaded like Wind Waker. I, I adore that. It's something about the. um, I don't know if it's like the color palette and like kind of the very like thin, distinct lines that, you know, this art style is kind of made with that. It's just not. For me, like I, I, I much prefer a more vibrant kind of color. Um, uh, color power and or you know maybe a more retro aesthetic or something like that and uh but so this is just not my preferred art style but it, i mean it looks really cool uh, it's yep. a very interesting idea it's like mixing i don't know like it's like mixing like doom with like tony hawk yeah <laughs> and, and, yes and, and and you know kind of and doing this art style with with those kind of like gameplay elements i don't know like that, that's I agree. What it just I agree. That, that is like weirdly that is on point. Um, and this game will be released on August 16th on PS5 and PS4. I will play this game if it comes on PlayStation Plus Extra Premium. That's the only way I'll be playing this game. No, no hate on the developers. I it, it looks cool, but that's the only way I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this game. Um, moving on, we get to see a look at the good old Callisto Mortal Kombat. I cannot tell you. Adam, how excited I am that we got to see this. This, I think, more than Resident Evil 4 blew me away that we saw this on this show. It, it yeah, like sure. the relationship between Capcom and PlayStation is obviously strong. To see that on there, no biggie. To see Callisto Protocol be mm-hmm. shown off, like gameplay is being shown off on the PlayStation state of play, it blew me away. And I think what's so interesting about all of this is the fact that this is like we've been getting constant updates every month about uh dead space remake and these two games like glenn schofield who is the ceo of striking distance studios the people who are making callisto protocol 
He is the one who created Dead Space. He was the director for Dead Space. He left Dead Space 3. He left Dead Space after just not agreeing with the vision of what, uh, I forgot who were the publishers, uh, EA, I think, uh, the publishers for uh, Dead Space. He left because of that kind of stuff and wanted to go and do his own thing. It was then reported that he was hired on by PUBG Company to then create his own his own developing uh, company, Strike and Distance Studios, where then it was then later announced that Callisto Protocol was going to be a game that was set in the world of PUBG, but it was going to be a horror game in the vein of Dead Space. And so then now we get to see officially some gameplay, and it is also announced that it is not connected to PUBG whatsoever. It is its own game. And I gotta say, Adam, I've gotta say, I am stoked for this game it looks good it looks awesome i think there's something weird about it that we're in the i i I just don't know like it's one of those things where i'm a fan of hideo kojima yeah let's say hideo kojima was making a brand new game he was making the game and then it was also announced that some other studio was doing a remake of metal gear solid one a complete remake from the ground up and I have to choose either one. I, I cannot pick both of them. Which one would I go for? I will go for Hideo Kojima's game because I've already had my time with Metal Gear Solid One. Like it's 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 happened. Sure. And I want to yeah. see the creator continuing to progress in his creativity, and that's kind of how I feel with this. Like I'm excited for Dead Space remake. I just played it like a year and a half ago. Uh, I think upon your request as well. Like you were, you told me to to check it out, and I, I checked it out. Loved it. Every bit of it. I, lo- I played it on stream and everything. Um, mm-hmm. But with this coming out, I'm way more excited for Callisto Protocol than I am for Dead Space Remake. And mm. it, there's everything about it, just the atmosphere and it all. Like, it just... What's weird is that this looks like what Dead Space Remake is trying to be. <laughs> I don't mean this in a yeah. bad way, but it really does. And so, I'm so excited for the potential of what this game has to bring. Weirdly, I think, like, the, the suit itself looks dope. I think the original one, you could not see the main character's face. This one is a complete window of seeing his face. So I I hope that that brings more like these acting chops from whoever's playing the main protagonist to really shine through uh, and not seem like just this stale character. Not to say that he was in the first game, but not to seem like like you could see him reacting when he's scared or whatnot. And I love the fact that we still get that strip of light in the back. That is definitely going to be the indicator health or something like that so adam talked enough uh this game really comes out on my birthday yeah. december 2nd 2022 <laughs> let's go uh what are your thoughts on the Callisto protocol uh i think it's one of another one of those games i will never touch because i oh, will man. i will i'm i'm too much of a big baby to to make it five minutes into this game um I think I watched a friend maybe play part of Dead Space or Dead Space 2. And, you know, that was kind of the opinion I had at that for, for that at the, that time, too. Yeah. Um. It, yeah, it's unfortunate. I'm just a big wimp. I can't handle these super, super scary games that okay. uh, especially the ones that are like, hey, you know, we're going to you know turn off all the lights and you're going to walk around the complete darkness and you only have like, uh, uh, I don't know, a piece or two of ammo to your name and, you know you got to somehow got to use those two pieces to beat five guys. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Man, can I tell you there, there was a point in, uh, in Resident Evil two where it's like, I walked into this room and of course there's like, it's a bunch of desks and there's like a dead body sitting at a desk, like folded over the desk. And I'm like, I know that's going to get up. I know it's going to get up. I know it's going to get up. And then it, it's still like you know, even just the threat of it scared the crap out of me. And yep. then, of course, I like I don't remember if I ended up shooting it or walking towards it and it got up. I'm like, nope, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> uh, and then there was another part where I thought I was in a safe place. It was like this nice, well lit locker room. I walked in. I'm like sorting through a locker and I just hear a door open and close. And I'm like. What? And I turn around and something has come <laughs> into <laughs> this room when i had cleared the hallways before yeah. coming in and yeah I, man i'm just like i cannot handle i can't handle it dude it's I, I stopped playing resident evil 2 remake because of anxiety no kidding 
I was getting anxiety playing that game, and I was like, I need to have fun with these, not not be anxious. So I stopped it. But um, again, I'm excited for Callisto Protocol. I'll be jumping into that for sure. And um, I think I heard Troy Baker's voice in the background. Wouldn't surprise me because Troy Baker's. Oh, American. so yeah. Uh, that is also another reason as to why I'll be extremely excited for this game. Uh, moving on, we got to see a little bit of gameplay uh, of Season, a letter to the future. Um, not much. I don't have much to say about this. It's, it has that cell shaded look, just like mm-hmm. Dome, but better. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Way better. Almost, almost, almost like like level of detail. Like the uh, uh, you literally just had the Zelda game. Uh, Wind Waker. Um, oh, yeah. It, like, this just has so much detail and aspects to it. Weirdly, the scenes that I see kind of feel a little Ghibli to me. Um, yeah. I so I, 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 I love the art style of it all. I will definitely jump into this game. It is coming out fall 2022 on PS5 and PS4. Uh, Adam, season of, or is it what's it called? Season, A Letter to the Future. What, what are your thoughts? Uh, very, very intrigued. I'm very interested. I'm so curious of like what the actual gameplay loop is. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it definitely looks like it's more than just a walking sim. I, mean, I, I love a good walking sim. Um, That's right. You know, it's it's like some kind of mix of like exploration, of course, but then like cataloging too. Yeah. So or like yeah. journaling. So you're you're like recording these different sounds or kind of like drawing these different plants. So I'm very interested um, about that. I, I love I don't know what it is. I love a good book journal mechanic. I don't okay. know what it is. Uh, okay. Return yeah. of the Oberdan, phenomenal game. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I'm interacting with my notebook and, and all that. Um, even I've actually been playing Uncharted 4 recently. Um, and so kind of the whole like note keeping system and going back and looking through your notes and like unfolding stuff and folding stuff back and finding stuff to put in your notebook. It's all very interesting. Um, so I, I would love to see what that looks like in this game. And then uh, like this whole like inter- interviewing people process yeah. uh, also seems very, you know, potentially cool. And, and it just seems like a very nice, relaxing, slow play, uh, slow paced game. Yeah. Kind of no pressure, you know, explore, which I mean, can definitely be a good palate cleanser from lots of other games <laughs> or just a good experience all on its own. So. I Joe was going to say this seems like the complete opposite of Elden Ring and Callisto Protocol. Yes. in all aspects um yes. just to read the synopsis for everyone uh, it goes high in the mountains there's a village safe from the turmoil of changing seasons no one has left in a generation no one until estelle in her world a season is a period of history an era this season is about to end riding off into the unknown she leaves her home to try to capture this moment for the future estelle navigates through a strange yet familiar world witnessing life on a brink of an impending but mysterious change. The gameplay of Season A Letter to the Future focuses on exploring, recording, meeting people, and unraveling the strange world around you. At any point, you can hop off your bike and equip a tool from your bag. Each captures a different layer, sounds and music, art and architecture, voices of old people, vanishing religious practices, the traces of Season's long past. Your tools help you peel back these layers until you're able to grasp the culture, history, and ecology underneath everything. This I'm so yeah I'm so stoked for this game. Uh, this seems like a Vanessa game. My wife uh, loves the Life is Strange games. She like we're actually getting ready because uh, the Quarry actually I think come came out today uh, or two days okay. from now. Um, so we love those walking sim kinds of games, and she loves those. So this seems like a game that she would totally love. Every aspect of this, I love it. It seems like that really really cool indie kind of game. So. Mm-hmm uh season a letter to the future stay tuned for that one guys and then um moving on to just real quick this game is already out on xbox but tunic is coming to playstation so there's that adam uh are you planning on picking up tunic on playstation okay Okay. this was honestly this was like the highlight of the show for me (laughs) okay okay it was i'm like oh yeah all this stuff is great i'm like tunic let's go yeah uh i was so ecstatic when i saw like the gameplay of tunic uh for xbox and i just have been like fingers crossed i'm like this is please tell me that this is coming to a different platform because i just don't play an xbox yeah not like you know it's it's it seems excessive for my lifestyle to have three different consoles definitely. and I'm definitely having a switch. and I'm definitely having a PlayStation definitely. Uh, because definitely. of the games that come out on those. So 
um, there's there's something going on with this um, kind of like either top down or isometric action adventure gameplay that has, you know, some Souls elements and some Zelda elements. And I'm here for it. Um, you know, Death's Door, I feel yeah. like was that way. Um, let's see, I have another one listed here. Uh, no, no, I don't. Uh, Hyperlight Drifter, like to me, is very much kind of in that aspect, too. I would have sworn there was another one, but um, it's I'm here for it. Let's it takes a bunch of my favorite different gameplay elements and puts it together in a nice, uh, very artistic uh, package. And yep. it, that's like definition of an Adam game for me. So I'm very excited for this. Yep. Yep. I played the demo to Tunic when it was on Xbox. Uh, I actually have it downloaded as well. It is also one of those games that I want to jump in when I'm done with Elden Ring. Uh, we, uh, Adam and I have been saying this for the past who knows how long. Elden Ring has been just swallowing up time. So yeah, Adam is now done. He is past. He is he is free from the chains of Elden Ring. Um, I'm still chained up. And so once I'm done, I do plan on playing Tunic uh, sometime soon. Um, but it is coming September 27th to PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. So there you go. And we are on the last game, y'all. The last last bit of news that was announced was a game called Eater Nights, I think is how you pronounce it. It is from Studio Sai. And um, let me just give you all a quick synopsis of what it is. So what is Eater Nights? Eater Nights is a dating action game where you try to make the most out of life during the apocalypse. So you scavenge for supplies, explore dungeons, and go on dates. Please watch the below trail. Oh, well, I'm reading that. I don't need to read that. Um, I'll obviously have everything linked inside the show notes for you guys. So, Adam, we were kind of joking around about this before we started. I think it, I think it was at the top of the show. It's already been an hour. I don't even remember now. Um, I said that this is going to be the one that I'm least anyone's least like excited for. You said you're actually a little interested. Well, yeah. what, are you, what, are your, what are your thoughts on Eternites? So Persona is a series I have not played any games from, but it, I feel like it's it's such a like mainstay of modern video gaming now. Like especially there, there's so many people who who fanboy over those Persona games. Uh, either because you know they're huge in the anime or they or they really like turn-based combat or yeah. you know artistic games or kind of just all of that wrapped up in a in a school dating sim mm-hmm. and once again i'm just not huge into turn turn turn-based games so this game is directly um inspired by persona and borrows a lot of elements from it but it is more of an action game so I feel like this might be a good game for me to test the waters with before diving into a full game like Persona game. Um, I mean, I guess I have at least I think Persona Five through PlayStation Plus Collection. Yes, I could just go straight into that. But you know, this seems like it could be a fun game, and you know, I like to support indie studios. Um, you know, so could be the one for me to to try out before jumping into actual Persona. Adam, I hate the fact that you made that link because I love Persona. I actually played Persona 5. I think I was like 40 hours in. Um, and then I fell off of it. That just seems to be the pattern for me. Don't know what happened. I haven't re-downloaded Persona 5 Royal. So I, I do plan on jumping back into that sometime when I have to hit up the backlog because I like that game a lot. I liked it a lot. And I love just the aspect of going around the town and talk to people and the relationships you build with people. I loved every aspect of it. I don't know why. I don't like this guy. I don't know why I was so enthralled by those mechanics, but I was like, yeah, sign me up. So the fact that you made that connection now makes me interested to check this out. So yeah. it might it's actually, probably a lot shorter. Definitely. <laughs> and, and, and you don't have to not too much thinking in regards to turn-based stuff. Um, so I, you kind of sold me on it. So we'll have to wait and see. It is scheduled to come out sometime next year for PlayStation yep. 5 and PlayStation 4. But uh, that's it, guys. That is the state of play, June 2nd, 2022. Adam, do you have anything else you want to say before we uh, log off? We are looking forward to the Summer Game Fest by our boy Jeff Keighley. We're looking forward to Xbox and Bethesda Showcase. We will be here for that. Uh, so stay tuned on those. So, Adam, anything else you want to say? uh just play tunic when you have the chance whoever you are 
There you go. September 27th, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really happy with this state of play. They blew me away. Um, just everybody temper your expectations going forward, though. Remember sure. what these state of plays were all the time. They were kind of a bit of a disappointment every single time because that's what they're they weren't supposed to be these big things. So um temper your expectations going forward. But I have one thing to say. The only first party thing that we see on this state of play with a bunch of announcements, we got to see a lot of new stuff, a lot of new stuff on the state of play. And the only first party thing is Horizon called them out and we knew about it. So we still haven't seen Ragnarok quite yet. We've only seen one look at it and it was a teaser. Are we going to get that at Summer Game Fest? PlayStation is supposed to be there. That's what they say. So PlayStation, I, I, I say we see Ragnarok. And I say we see something else. We don't know what anybody anybody else is making yet. Kojima, we don't know. Uh, we don't know what. I mean, I think the only other thing we do know is uh, a Ben. We don't know. Uh, we know that Insomniac is working on Spider Man Two and Wolverine, but that's it. We don't even quite know what Naughty Dog is necessarily doing. Like, I think it's been rumored that they are doing the Last of Us remake. I think it's been kind of said that, but we don't know if that's that's a sub team. Like there's no way yeah. that the full team is actually working on that. Maybe the full team's working on on, on um uh Last of Us factions. So either or this made me just that much more excited because PlayStation is holding their cards back, man. They don't want to put everything out there in the forefront yet. And they have acquired already a number of studios that they're wanting to push out live service games. And a lot of the first party studios are still working on things. So mm-hmm. it's been a good number of years. It's been like two years since we last saw what blue point was making uh or what they made which was demon souls we know that by the tail end of that game the team must have ramped up on the next project did we see that i don't know so i'm just saying stay tuned for summer game fest i feel like it's gonna sure. i feel like it's gonna be exciting either or there's gonna be an announcement there whether it's from playstation or not summer game fest is always hype because jeff Keighley's just hype so anyways thanks for joining us here on the xp podcast going over the state of play Till next time, y'all. Peace out. See ya.